We're unabashedly obsessed We've got to get it off our chest Please sit there and be quiet Hey everybody Hello How are you doing today? That's awkward. <laughs> oh, God. This would be a great episode, you guys. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of uh, Unabashedly Obsessed. Uh, I'm James. I'm Aaron. And we're going to talk this week, I think we're going to try books again. We're going to try books again. My computer ate the last two books episodes? Uh, I think we've only tried one. It ate books and a podcast. It ate books and a podcast. Oh, and we had technical difficulties with music. Right. Okay. Right. With music? Our very, very first oh, attempted right, right, episode right, where... <laughs> right, right. The episode I'm technically, kind of, technically still working on. Yes. Right. Yeah. That I haven't touched in months. Um, Whatever. <laughs> Aaron likes Nirvana was the... Was yeah, that was basically, mm-hmm. apparently I like Nirvana. Yeah. So, uh, I don't think I have any no context corrections, although... Um, what did we even talk about last week? Oh, we talked about magic and D and D. Right. There was something that I that both did. Oh, um, okay. So uh, in the adolescent music uh, episode, right, I talked briefly about how the the band The Wonder Years is kind of like how Newfound Glory was at the turn of the century, which okay. is what we call when it turned to the year two thousand. If we want to sound really old, so like, like when we discovered them, right? But so like you know how like. It was like, oh, you know, oh, I like something corporate. Oh, I don't really like something corporate. But, like, everyone was like, well, but Newfound Glory, of course. right, okay. And I know that there are people listening that are like, uh, no. (laughs) But in our circle, that was was sort of generally accepted that Newfound Glory was was a good band. Right. Um, I think The Wonder Years is sort of like that now. They're sort of like almost elder statesmen of the... 2010s pop punk scene or whatever. Okay. Now, I may have made this joke back when we discussed this in Monkey Whistle, uh-huh. but is it the Wonder Years like the TV show or the Wonder Years like the Oneater Years? It's not Oneater. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Although they should do uh, that thing you do cover album called the Wonder, the Oneater Years. Yeah, and they should. should. Pr- it should be pronounced the Oneater Years. Yeah, it should. Um, hey, that's Oneater. Um... Uh, way to tie in another episode. Yeah. Um, so I don't I, remember what we called that one. Uh, that one was uh, the fan edition. That was the fan edition. Yes. Because uh, it was about, uh, yeah, musical performances. Right. So I listened to, I have, as I've mentioned before, my spreadsheet of, of call, it's called Listen to This. <laughs> um, it's a good name for it. Thanks. And it's it's now over 600 items long because as I oh add, God, James. <laughs> I add, um, Albums that I want to listen to, albums that come up in discussions with people. Basically, if you recommend me listen to an album, I now have a conduit to actually make that happen and not not happen at all. Because it used to be like, oh, this is a really good band, you should check them out. And I'd be like, oh, cool. Immediately and, forget and that we not, have this conversation. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So now when I see people recommend things, when people are talking to me and they say, hey, you should check this out, I actually do, which is pretty good. cool. Good. I mean, Six I, put, years later. I put it on a, a gigantic list. Yeah. But, it's more likely than, than it used to be. If you want to suggest something for James to add to his list, please do. Right. You can tweet him at Unabashed James. Or, yeah. Or the podcast at UFO Podcast. 
I suppose in theory you could tweet me at unabashedly Aaron, and I'll just tag him in it and say, James, this is, here's a message for you. Uh, you can also join our Facebook group, Unabashedly Obsessed, with Unabashedly Obsessed. You can and should. And you, well, you should. It's 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 really getting to be quite a fun little group. It is. It is. It'll be more fun once you join. I mean, assuming you're cool. Which, Which you are because you're listening to our show. Yeah. So rate us five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Leave us an excellent review. Yes. We've been we've been getting some pretty We've good gotten reviews. some really yeah. great reviews. Yeah. And and we, we got one from Australia. Yes, thank you, Leon. Hey Leon. Hi Leon. And uh, state remember that we said hey to Leon in this episode because it may be that you, you the Leon becomes sort of a milestone. Leon and Tim, am I Tim, correct? Yes. Um, Tim, who I'm pretty sure is, I'm pretty sure we're the same person. I see. So should I start calling you Tim? Yeah. I'm not going to do that, Tim. Um, (laughs) I mean, hi, Tim. Hey, Tim. (laughs) I mean, you know, Tim is like in his, he's like a dude in his mid-twenties living in Australia. Right. But we're basically the same person. I mean, I've always said that that's what you remind me of. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So anyways, I have this list of, uh, of 600 items. You can also email us. Unabashedly obsessed at gmail.com. Yes. That's the other way to get in touch with yes. us. Continue. You have a list. And and I, I basically I go to random.org slash integers. Of course you do. And uh, and put in my two. And anyways, I, I get a random number and that's what I listen to. I go through probably about four or five things depending on how long they are a day. Okay. Um, so I, I put all the Wonder Years albums on in preparation for not seeing them. They didn't play Warp Tour, but like... I was like, I should probably know their catalog of work since they're so well renowned. Did you think they were? They might be playing. I, I didn't. Tour? I didn't think they might be, but like, I like a song from like the 2014 Warp Tour compilation, which they did play. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. I should. I should check these guys out. Got it. And people on r slash pop punkers, the subreddit for mm-hmm. pop punk, uh, are always talking about them and stuff like that. Okay. So their, I think it's their first album. And it's called uh, Get Stoked On It, which okay. is an awful... Basically, everything about it feels very... It's all about the girls, nothing gold can stay, or right. anything. Right. Like, you're saying it's awful. I'm like, that's a great name for an album. It, I would listen to that album. It has... Uh, the, cover, the cover art is Captain Crunch making out with a girl, Mr. Kool-Aid. Maybe as, I would as, not As drawn to by, like, a middle schooler. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised to learn... That they themselves were like, all right, I don't know this. So, and and the the cover art aside, it's it's very it's very dude ranch era blink. Nothing gold can stay our newfound glory. Sort of right before their very polished album right. came out, it, it's sort of like this is what we've been playing at backyard shows for for. It years was their years. this podcast of their uh, discography. Right. Yeah. Um, and so there was a song on it called... That's a lie. We're totally polished. We're absolutely polished. <clears throat> <laughs> um, so there's a song on it. Um, all this is leading up to this stupid little thing. Right. Um, there's a song it on always it is. called uh, Zombies Are the New Black, which is uh, a really very catchy, fun, pop-punky song about uh, the, the singer is, is talking about how no one, n- no one is, is adequately prepared for the zombie apocalypse. 
We are just tying stuff into yeah. past episodes right and left here. Yeah. When we're at like 300 episodes, do you think we'll still be able to do this? Or will we only remember the past like four episodes that we've recorded? Well, I think, and I'm only using My Brother, My Brother, and Me as an example of this. Of course. But I think it's that... the only podcast that I'll get the reference to. <laughs> right. Um, I think that things will gradually become, like there will be references that people will be like, uh, uh, canned yeah. tuna fish? And we'll be like... What on earth are you talking about? They're like, oh, come on, fifty number 51, canned tuna fish. Episode title for tonight. Perfect. And and we'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. But if they're like, huh, Sadie the horse, and we, we'll high five. Yes. Like that. Of course. Um, like, he just high fived himself. I did. For I the did. record. I did. Um, That's called clapping. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so there will be levels of yes. reference available. And Sadie I think, the horse will always be. Yeah. Always. I mean, yeah, and the I mean, best. We've basically turned her into the iconog the iconography of our of like the Facebook group and like. Uh-huh. I mean, you made is it arm the messages between you and I? You somehow made the thumbs up a horse. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, our Facebook messenger. Yeah, you can set the emoji. That. So yeah. I made I made it a horse. Yeah. So I think that's that's basically what the answer is. Is by episode three hundred there will be things. Like, you know, like Derek, I think, is not going away anymore. I'm doing it, you guys. Guys, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. But, like, (laughs) canned tuna fish, except for that's going to be, like, the, the, you know, now that's going to be the best reference. Right. um, You know what I mean? Yes. Okay. And speaking of Derek. Yes. I want to write another movie so bad. Yes. Guys, tweet us, email us, post in the Facebook group, give us movie title ideas. Right. We will write your movie. Right. But... You need to you need to understand, right? <laughs> if you it can't be too specific, right? So uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, it's episode six A. Yes, uh, sweet action was the name of the movie. It was a perfect title because it was just specific enough that we knew what we were going for, but it was vague enough that we could go wherever we wanted. <laughs> we could craft an entire episode around it. So if you're like. Um, write a movie called um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer on Spring Break Vacation in Hawaii, and she meets um, boys to men. That that's too specific. That, right. That you've just written. You've just given me a plot. Also, that's a terrible, terrible movie title. I kind of want to see it though. I don't at all. I think it would be great. What era boys to men? Like now boys to no, men? No, no, no. Like like um, um, end of the road. Like I'll make love to you. Ninety five. Okay. Yeah. Like like prime era. So Buffy goes back in time. Right. That's well, what... Buffy. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The movie with Kirsty Swanson. Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson. I think. Christy, if you Kirsty, if you want to. Kirsty. Hi, Kirsty. If you want to come on the show and <laughs> tell us how to pronounce your name. And she just comes on. Just she like pops in. It's Kirsty, and then leaves. Pretty sure it's Christy. Okay. We could easily look it up. We could. And we're going you know this means we're gonna get messages of Christy. It's yes. Christy. Yes. I think it's Kirsty though. Nope. We're not looking that up. Um that that was that was in like ninety five, ninety six. See, I I, t- I thought that was like I was thinking that was like late eighties, early nineties. Well, I still want Luke Perry Sarah- is old in that. And I know that Luke Perry is old forever, <laughs> but he's like not like Quaff Luke Perry. He's right. like shaved head Luke Perry. And that's at the end of 90210. I still want Sarah Michelle Geller to go on spring break 
back in time and meet boys to men. Okay. In so, Hawaii. Well, actually, and that makes sense because Sarah Michelle Gellar is not Kirsty Swanson. Right. So, and, or Christy Swanson. Or, either one of them. She's not either one of them. <laughs> it would be weird if she was one of them but not the other one. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, they're clearly two different people. Right. Um, I think Buffy started in 97. Okay. I think that's the first season. So she wouldn't have to go back very far. Not very far. She'd still, like, know all the words. Yeah. Well, that's not saying anything. I still know all the words to the entirety of Ace Ace of Bases, The Sign. Yeah. Not just the song, the the album. album, Yeah. Including the B-side. Right. That was a really long time ago. Yeah. That's true. That's true. That Um, was well over 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I remember um, Ace of Bases, The Bridge, the follow-up to The Sign. I, I had that one. My brother got that album, and we both agreed it was not as good. It wasn't as good, but "It's a Beautiful Life" is a pretty great song. That was yes. That, that was, was the a, that is a good song, and I think that was about the only one. Yeah. That is now playing through my head. Yeah. Oh. oh. Uh, um, it's a beautiful life. You know, considering that I can't sing, I sing a lot on this podcast. You do. I can't sing, and I don't like to sing in front of people because I can't sing. I like to think I lure you into singing. Yeah. Okay. The, uh, I owned Ace of Bases. Uh, the... Sorry. <laughs> it's like really stuck in my head now, but just that one little riff. Um, I owned The Bridge um, when I owned like four CDs. Yeah. It was like that one, uh, To the Faithful Departed, the yellow cranberry CD. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that's it. I... There was a time when that was it. <laughs> I, that's amazing to me. Um, I had the cassette. Okay. Of the sign. Oh, right. Okay. Probably, it was probably also the cassette of the bridge. Yeah. Because um, my brother and I were behind the times. But I had the cassette. I actually still have the little paper thingy from it. Yeah. Because when I was in college, I used Napster to recreate a CD version of it. Uh-huh. And in my big old CD binder, I just took the cassette thing just and popped st- it right in. stuck it in. Yeah. So, yeah, I have my burned copy of... Illegal downloads of Ace of Bases, The Sign. Yeah. With the original... I consider it not as illegal because I did at one point purchase. Right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's like um, how... <laughs> I get arrested for this. But like if I have a... <laughs> Whatever. So- we know a cop. He can help us out. Hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. <laughs> um, I, if I have a song that's like skipping, like that, yeah, that, yeah. like in some, in some way the file is corrupted or, or my CD is, is scratched or whatever. Right. I have no problem YouTube to MP3-ing um, that yeah. into, into like, because, like, I have no problem if I'm, like, I don't want to buy the whole album, but I want to do the thing. Yeah. Because my daughter wants this on right. a mix CD. Like, I'm sorry, but I've, I've done that several times. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, like, there was a Halloween song that she was really into on YouTube. And it was literally the only way that I was yeah. going to do it was by that. And yeah. then I put it on a mix and she promptly told me to take it off because it wasn't Halloween anymore. So I was okay. like, okay, got it. Um, I have a, I'm pretty sure it was a YouTube MP3 that my friend Mark, hi Mark, hey. my friend Mark. With a K. With a K. Yeah. Yes. Like ripped it to MP or whatever you do to get it to an MP3 from a YouTube. It was like a video of Mandy Moore covering Rihanna's Umbrella. Okay. It's Really good. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, slow and soulful and really, really good. It was around the time that she released Wild Hope. Okay. Have you listened to that album? No. I will I can, bring you I can, an illegal copy of Wild Hope. I can say categorically I've never listened to a single Mandy Moore it's song? so good. You, you, I'm sure you've at least heard Candy. 
Yeah. Are you going to make me sing it? No. Or I want to be with you from center stage. Is that I'm the, sure is that the I want to be, be with, with you. you. Yeah. Oh. I want to be with yeah, you. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, good. I always exaggerate the B. Yeah. But no, in, um, when was it? Before we had kids. Seven or eight years ago, maybe, she okay. released an album called Wild Hope that's kind of like folksy. Jason Mraz does a guest spot on it. I feel like I, I feel like when you said Wild Hope, I feel like I got a it's, sort of country-ish, folkish sort yeah, of Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. kind of thing. Yeah, it's I'll, really good. Her I'll check next, that out. Her next one that she released while she was dating or newly married to Ryan Adams. Which I forgot. They're now divorced, They're correct? now divorced. Right. Um, but around the beginning of some part of their relationship, she released another album called Amanda Lee that had one fantastic song because it, and I say it was fantastic because it was like very, it's called I Could Break Your Heart Any Day of the Week. Mm-hmm. And it was like super poppy and like what you would expect from like a Mandy Moore, a Britney Spears, a Jessica Simpson, like any of like the pop princesses. Right. The whole rest of the album did not work for me at hmm. all. It's weird. Kind of in the way that the Ryan Adams cover of 1989 did not work for me. Yeah. It was a similar sound. Yeah. And I was like, the entire, like, this one single is so good. Yeah. And sounds nothing like anything yeah. else on the album. I might have liked the rest of the album more had I not heard that one single that I liked so much and sounded nothing like the rest of it. When, uh, that reminds me, well, actually, that reminds me of several things. So her name is Amanda Lee Moore. Presumably. So she did... And didn't Britney Spears release an album called Britney Jean? Britney... I don't think so. She released one called Britney. That's the one that was basically the soundtrack for Crossroads. I feel like she released one called Britney Jean. She may have. She's probably released a thousand albums that I am not even aware of. Um, I think it might have been like her... not, Not Glory, which is her new one. Um, did you know Britney Spears is new on that? Maybe. I feel like I saw a picture of the CD. Douglas posted... Hi, Douglas. Oh, yeah, Douglas posted. posted a picture of the CD. Was that this newest album? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It took me an embarrassingly long amount of time to figure out what the joke he was making was. I, yeah. And it looked so... Well, it was a well-done piece of Photoshop, because I was like, is that really what's on the CD? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I hope... I mean, I would imagine not... I can't imagine that, that Britney Spears is, is making a comeback album with a glory hole joke on her, on her CD. I can't imagine that that is what is happening. We're going to have to look that up right after we look up Christy Swanson. All right. So never? Approximately. Brit- All right. You, you search <laughs> on your computer Britney Spears glory hole. Give me my phone. It's in my purse. Uh, oh, so that reminds me kind of of... Um, of Stunt by Bare Naked Ladies. So that was my first uh, Bare Naked Ladies album. It, it had one week on it. Okay. Um, and so I bought the album because I was like, one week is awesome. Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson. I think she pronounced it Kirsty though. Maybe. Um, I'm she thinking of Kirsty Alley. That's what I'm thinking. I almost asked you that, yeah. and I'm like, there's no possible way he's confusing Buffy. I'm not confusing <laughs> them. Please get me get me get me clear. I the, their names are, are similar though because it's like you know Kirsty Christy. Yeah, they Last are. name, last name. Okay, I'm going to look up Britney Spears' glory. No, it's not fun Hold unless... Hold on. Brit- the very first hit is um, Britney Spears Talks Glory explains the G-Eazy crotch grab. Uh, G-Eazy is a rapper that I think she performed with on the VMAs. Probably, but apparently there was a crotch grab, so it was relevant. 
Did she grab his crotch? Yeah. Did want... he grab her crotch? I don't know. What was with her and, and having too explicit stuff on the VMAs? She's the only person it's I know that... ninth album. Yeah. I think Britney Jean was her eighth album. Um, Britney went in for a crotch grab on g Easy, which wasn't planned at all. Well, sometimes, you know, you just gotta go in for that crotch grab. It also seems that g Easy went in for a kiss during the performance. Well... Uh oh, and there's the crotch grab. That's not as grabby as I was. That's a that's, a, that's thinking, very Bob Fosse sort of like. Wasn't there like an Adam Levine, like a photo of Adam Levine naked with like a bunch of women like covering his privates with their hands or something? Um, I think the well, there was a, the album of um, the Maroon Five had an album called Hands All Over. Yeah, no, it was so okay. maybe maybe and and so the album it was cover like, it was. was like an, it was, was a girl, but I think they may have, they could have done a promotion where. I mean, so for those who aren't looking at this right now, it's basically Brittany is like on her knees behind this guy and like reaching through his legs with her hand. Like it's not even on his crotch; it's like no, it's on, on his, his general on his, like, like pelvis. pelvic area. Yeah. Um, once once I get around to the Wikipedia buying <laughs> of this, this episode, be so much fun. When I hear crotch grab, I think like underhanded from the front, right. like. Right. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, now I need to find the Adam Levine that I'm talking about. So, anyways, I bought Stunt. Um, speaking of bare naked ladies. I'm going to Google Adam Levine crotch. Well. And we'll <laughs> see what that comes out with. <laughs> because I bought, because I, I liked uh, One Week so much, and the rest of the album is not very much like One Week. Oh, you were right. It was Hands All Over. Yeah. Oh, but see, oh... The, the, yeah, but that's not the that's not the that's album not cover. the album cover. But it is promotion. That was like a woman who was kind of like this, but like, but with like there were like eight sets of yes, hands. exactly. Yeah, it creeped me out. My, uh, I guess she's my. What else was I looking at? Stepmother, oh, Britney Spears. My my wife's mom's wife uh, got that album for Christmas. Okay. And it was weird because I'm like, oh, Merry Christmas! You got a naked woman album cover, <laughs> right? Like this is only a little bit awkward. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, I was disappointed with Stunt at first, and now I like it. So okay. That was the end of that story. But I basically, it was the thing of, like, the single is vastly different from what the rest of the album is like, and in Bare Naked Ladies' case, what the rest of their discography is like. And, uh, yeah. So that that's weird when that happens. That was a very 90s thing, though. When did that album that you were talking about come out? Amanda Lee? Um, since Britney Spears' glory hole is turning up absolutely nothing... <sighs> Come on, internet. I can look this up. Uh, Mandy Moore, Amanda Lee. It's funny, my wife has a friend named Amanda Lee. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Um, (laughs) Of all the people that there has been no chance that they're listening... 2009. Huh. Weird. That's that's more recent than than that trend of, of the big hit being the best song on the album and then that being it. Is that a trend? I feel like that's been like in the history of music that's just something that happens yeah. often. Yeah. Wild Hope was 2007. Okay. Can it's you so good. Can you look up and see if Britney Jean was an album? Uh-huh. It was. Was it her eighth album? It was the eighth Boom! album. Hold on. I need to look at the Boom! song list and see if I've heard of any of these. See... Nope. I don't think I've been... The last Britney album that I have owned was In the Zone. Okay. Which came out our senior year of college. Okay. No, junior year. Okay. Because I was in the one-bedroom apartment. 
I have a digital download of Circus, I think. That was 2009. That was a pretty good one. I know that because uh, it came on at SiriusXM when we were driving to or from your house tonight. Oh. I was like, uh, the title track, I guess. Oh, okay. Because I was like, oh, 90s? <laughs> I went away from it. It was a decent song. Yeah. Now that's stuck in my head. <laughs> um, yeah, the, I guess, what, Womanizer was on, there was the album that came out when she had the black hair before she went crazy and shaved her head. Right. And that had Womanizer on it. That was probably the last single that I bought. No, Gimme More was the one from that album. Womanizer was on a subsequent album, I think. There's a, uh, I've talked about the Pop Shop podcast, which is one mm-hmm. of the words, uh, the, one of the hosts of there is a big, is a, I don't know if he's a big Britney Spears fan, but she comes up, I guess she comes up on, in, when they're talking about the charts, because it's an interesting. She's Britney? Right. Did you, were you about to call me a bitch? No. Because she's Britney, bitch? No. <laughs> no, I was not, but I should have. Uh, um, anyway, so I think that's how I've kept up with, like, her, like, the okay. fact that, I wonder, I wonder if Britney Jean came out, like, right as I started listening to that podcast. All of this came about because I asked people to submit movie titles. Right. Submit us movie titles so we can write you guys a movie. Right. So that Derek won't be alone in being one of the James and Aaron write a movie icons. Yes. One one of them? What is who is another icon for? Well there James? isn't. Right now oh, it's I just see. Derek. I want he him won't to, be alone. I want him right. to not be alone. Right. He's the, just oiling himself up all by himself over in the corner. He's doing it. He's doing it, guys. Guys, come on, I'm doing it. Alright, so our topic for today is not Britney Spears. It's not Britney Spears. It's not it's not any of the things right. that we've talked about. Um, it's are we doing? Oh, we we sort of talked about it. Are we doing books or are we doing Stephen King books? Let's. I think given our short chunk of time, yes. Let's talk Stephen King books. Okay. And we will revisit other books at a later time because we I, we're going to revisit books a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's late and we're both trying to get up earlier because school has started Ugh. and stuff. Yeah. For our kids, so. Yeah, we're going to try to keep this one not two hours like the last three episodes we've recorded. I wanted to say that um, one of my intentions uh, for this podcast is at the end of the year, like maybe like the last episode of the year, mm-hmm. um, I want to have a book year in review because you and I both are on Goodreads. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. And uh, maybe pick... <laughs> I am on Goodreads. I leave extremely relevant reviews. For, what is his name? Ron? Rob. Rob. Right. Relevance Rob. Relevance, Rob. I got called out on Goodreads because when I read things that are either, like, my friend Mika sometimes lets me beta read for her. Hi, Mika. Hi, Mika. And, you know, she hasn't published her books, so obviously I can't mark them on Goodreads, but I want credit for the reading challenge. Right. And when I did the visual novel of Nine Persons, Nine Hours, Nine Doors, right. I wanted credit for that because it took as long to play through that thing and read through it as, right. it, as though it was a book. So I picked another book that had 999 in the title, and I left a review saying, this is not a review of this, this is my review of this game that yeah. is kind of, that is also a novel, yeah. um, and some guy commented on my review to say, just so just so we're clear, this is completely irrelevant. <laughs> Which I was like, if, yeah. If that, you said at the beginning, yeah. And I said in the review... This is why I'm doing this. Yeah. I want credit for the... Re- I may have not said I want credit for the reading challenge, but, but you know, I you read said, through this thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm doing this for me. Ugh, Rob. Whatever, Rob. So I'd like to do um, a year, like a books year interview where we talk about our five favorite books that we read. I would love that. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Yes. Um, I love, by the way, I love charts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I especially love charts and stuff near the end of the year. I love lists. I love oh, I'm sure you do. Best of lists and stuff. Oh, love it so much. Um, you know what kind of book lists I don't like is what? books like Gone Girl. I because yeah. the books are never like Gone Girl. You or you can see why they said that, but like they're not like generic thrillers starring a female person. Yeah. Is yeah. not a that's not a book like Gone Girl. Yeah, not really. Yeah, there have been a few that have that I've read from lists of books like Gone Girl that have fallen into kind of the same vibe. Yeah, like the same overall. This is a thriller. It was really engaging. It was a huge page turner. It had a kind of a twist. It had characters who were just the worst. Right, but also kind of the best. Right, but no, so far I have not even nothing. Even Gillian Flynn has not written another Gone Girl. Right. I feel the same way about Pandora. And like all these, like all the, the genius. Station? Yeah, like all, all the Pandora-esque, like, oh, you said you like this. So here's music that's oh, like yeah. this. Oh, hey, you typed in Britney Spears. Let's give you everything that isn't Britney Spears. <laughs> right. Well, like <sighs> I put in, <laughs> of course I have an algorithm for my Pandora station. Of course you do. Um, and so... I put in one of the stations that I am, am changing constantly is that I put the current number one alternative song based on what I what podcast I'm recording currently, mm-hmm. and often and usually and hopefully that's the current number one and not like three ones ago. Right. I recorded an entire podcast this morning. Oh wow! Yeah, I was, I was at like I, five a.m. Mm-hmm. I, I worked from like five thirty to six thirty and and like did all my recordings. It was great. Oh wow! Yeah, feeling pretty proud about that. So I'll put that one in as my Pandora station. And if it's not like a Red Hot Chili Peppers song, if it's like right. a, this band has made it to the top of the alternative song chart, but otherwise, who the hell are they? Right. It will just play other songs like that that have been to the top of the alternative songs chart, but okay. who the hell are they? Regardless of if it sounds like them or oh, not. That's... So I'm like, I know how you got that. You just use chart data. I use chart data. You're not fooling anyone. Yeah. And like Pandora... I feel like it says that it's doing a lot more than it's actually doing. Because it's like, oh yeah, we picked this because it has, uh, you know, something male vocalists. It has a whatever rhythm. It has all this stuff. It has, you know, it ha- they have this whole list. Have you ever looked at like Pandora? No. Like, no. There's a, if you go in, I, th- I don't know if it's, if you can on the app, but definitely on like, the, if you do it on like the desktop. Right. You can go in and be like, why are you playing this? And it's like. We're playing this on the Beatles station because it has uh, harmonies, it has, you know, male vocals, baritone male vocals, it has a guitar solo, it has whatever, all this, it has like, and a hunt, you know, we found all these attributes to the stuff you've said you liked before, so when you thumbs up or thumbs down stuff, theoretically the way ideally Pandora works is that it's then it's like, oh, he said he didn't like this song. So let's not play as many songs that have this feature, all this stuff. That's theoretically how Pandora works, but I, I have a really hard time believing that that is true. I do too, especially because one time I thumbs up Wonderwall. Yes. And now Pandora has decided that the only thing I ever, ever want to hear is live versions and covers of right. Wonderwall. Right. By the Even way, though I've thumbs downed every single one of those, and every live 
song that they have tried to play for me. Yeah. I've never thumbs up to live. Yeah, that's that's really weird. That I don't. I, I get so rarely live 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 tracks. Well, apparently so you just need to one time thumbs up Wonderwall on Pandora on the '90s pop station. I will say, and you will get so much, <laughs> so much live Wonderwall. There were lots of live shows maybe, in the '90s. Maybe that's all Pandora has for the 90s pop station that's not true it's just a bunch of live versions of wonderful because when i was setting up my pandora shuffle i i was like all right uh here's my favorite Smashing pumpkin song but i also want like 90s hip-hop so i'm gonna have something 80s hip-hop so i'm gonna have uh, run dmc i want 60s uh, rock so i'll put the beatles in there i want 70s rock so i'll put led zeppelin i was like all right i want all of my genres that i like covered and then i'll shuffle them you can right. like put them in shovel. So I get, I have like my Smash Pumpkin station plays the kind of ninety. I mean, it's not nineties pop, but like right. it, they have a. It, you know, oh, I've I'm heard sure Wonderwall on my on my Smash Pumpkin station <laughs> before, for instance. Because if there's one thing that sounds just like the Smashing Pumpkins, it's Wonderwall. Well, I mean, exactly. So it's like okay, so they were around on the same time and on the same kind yeah. of radio, but like, does that mean that they're the same kind of song? Like, no. Right. And what thumbs up means, what I found thumbs up means is we'll just play this song more. That's what I found. Yeah. It, and, and, you know, a lot of times I'm like, if you think of it as, we'll just, I want to hear this song more often than mm-hmm. other songs, you, can, you will thumbs up correctly. But, yes. uh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't believe that Pandora is doing what it's saying it's doing, even though... Oh, what I was going to say was uh, Ryan Adams actually does a really good Wonderwall cover. I don't believe it. I, I've, I've heard... Two Ryan Adams songs that that really really speak to me, and they're both covers. One is Wonderwall, okay. and one is an Alice in Chains uh, an Alice in Chains cover, where the Alice in Chains song I know from their Unplugged album, okay. and he takes sort of what I know from the Unplugged album and sort of unplugs more, okay. and it and it works. And he like I really like I really find that that artists like him. And I know that I, you're you're going to immediately disagree with me, so I'm going to say sure. I agree with your disagreement. But okay, that song, that cover of uh, "Down in a Hole" by Alice in Chains is like nine minutes long, and it so works. I think it's actually also a live version, probably. <laughs> but it, that that kind of thing where it allows them time to sort of just like progressively build in the song really works for me. For that kind of thing, I actually I was saying this on my podcast this morning, like. I will be because there's I played a White Stripe song that's like seven minutes long, mm-hmm. and it really works because it builds and like then it sort of crests crests like a wave and like crashes and whatever. Um, it's it was Ball and Biscuit for our listeners that are, are White Stripes fans or whatever. For not me. For not you. Um, not that I'm not a White Stripes fan. I am neither a White Stripes fan nor not a White Stripes fan because I don't know who they are. I would <laughs> guess that you'd probably not like. Them. I think they might be too samey for you. Okay. I think they might, I think they might, you might be like, all of their songs sound the same to me. Well, that doesn't always bother me. And I don't think that you would like the kind of song that all of their songs might sound like to you. Okay, that does bother me. They've been my artist of the month on my podcast and blog and life and stuff. So um, I've listened to them a lot and I found that the the later in their career they get, the more diverse and divergent their their songs are, which is Uh really good. You want to talk about Stephen King? Yeah. <laughs> we should just change the topic to music. We'll change the... We'll make the episode title Canned Tuna Fish Music 
and Britney Spears. I'm sure she'll love being <laughs> de- de- <laughs> she'll delineated love from. <laughs> and yeah. then in, par- in sub parentheses, definitely not Stephen King right. books. All right, so, so you just finished. I went. I would. I'm reading a Stephen King book right now. You right. just finished one. Yep. Let's talk about yours real quick. All right, yeah, because mine's going to be really easy. Yeah. Um, I just started reading Rose Matter. How far into it are you? Um, she has just gotten to the women's shelter. Okay. I am loving it so far, even though literally nothing Stephen Kingy has happened. So, I am going to try. I'm go, I'm not going to spoil things. Okay. I hope this this might straddle the line of. I'm I'm also working on being better about not worrying yeah. about plot like spoilers. So this might straddle the line of a a James at his most do not spoil me okay. plot like spoiler. That book starts out exactly the type of Stephen King book that I love yes. where it's just good characters, good story, good writing, it's just good. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it turns into the kind of Stephen King book that makes me go what the fuck did I just read? Huh. And that's how it ends. I see. So... I'm trying to... I'm trying to... See, what I know about it from you and, and, and my wife having... You having told my wife what you thought it was going to be about... Right. That then it didn't exactly turn out to be about... Right. Was that there is some sort of object that is used in some sort of way that you thought was going to be something that I was going to like a lot? Yes. And I have to imagine that it was some sort of time travel thing. I thought that it was time travel. Right. It's not exactly. Okay. It is unclear if time is traveled. Okay. But there is a travel. So I, I kept, <laughs> from the, like the very first page, I was like, it was like um, she was reading a book and her husband ripped it out of her hand. She was reading one of the misery books. Right. She was reading one of the misery <laughs> books. And I was like, oh my gosh, is the book going to, like, this is what I do. And this is. The basis of my spoiler phobia is because I'm like, all right, I know this, 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 and this. Right. Weave it into everything you read to see if you can get there first. Right. Which is so annoying. <laughs> I don't like it about myself. It's really, really annoying. Why can't I just watch things to like them? But See, I do the same thing, but not in a way... I, I get annoyed at myself because I want the spoilers, because yeah. I want to... Like, I want to know what's going to happen before it does, yeah. but then as soon as I do know what's going to happen before it does, I'm like, oh man, I should have just waited. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of the same, but the opposite. Yeah. But I'm really interested to hear what you think about Rose Matter. And I will keep you posted as I go. I, this is going to go quickly, because it's a short Stephen King book. It's only like 420 pages. Yeah. And I'm already like like 12% of the way through. So like... It's- the the first half of the book goes really really quickly, yeah. and then once the thing that isn't time travel happens, it'll either go super super quickly or it'll start to slow down. Uh-huh. And it really just depends on you and your mood. Like for me, it start like it slowed down a little bit, but I was also like, okay, but where is he going with this? Right. So like even though I was no longer as engaged in the actual story, right. I was engaged in getting back to the story that I wanted to get right. back to. Try and see how he's going to weave this back yes. into a yeah. Yeah. So it was really interesting. Yeah. But I kind of feel it almost felt like two different books. Cuz right now I'm I'm with you. I'm like this is what I'm talking about It's and all it's, the parts we loved minus the time travel. It's all the parts we loved about 112263. Exactly. I mean yeah, I mean, in a way, it could be, you know, modern-day Sadie. Uh, well, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. And he writes, like, so it's like, 
real life. It's There's not a horse. She's not. Well, not no, not yet. I'm not. I'm only 48 pages in, so don't spoil okay, anything. She's not a horse. <sighs> Damn it. Okay. It's well. It is not explicitly stated that she is a horse. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I I, sh- I need to be more clear with my potential spoilers. Right. It is not explicitly stated that she is a horse. That does not mean that she's not a horse. Okay. Perfect. 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 Um, all right, so I'm 48 pages into mine, so we should that should be as much as we talk about. <laughs> yeah. So you just read The Gunslinger. I did. And and what... I have similarly oh. mixed feelings about it. So all of the parts where he's okay. So for those who don't know, The Gunslinger is the first in the Dark Tower series. Yes. There are eight books. There, are, there. Are, yes, there are eight books. The eighth book was published just a couple years ago. I don't know that... It, I guess so it, there's, it there are seven books and then an add-on? Yes. Okay. It's it's very Cursed Child. Okay. Kind, no, but, it's but not. written no, it's by not. him? And it takes place in the middle of the story. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so there, there are seven books. Yeah. Plus a mid-series novella. Right. That was written after the fact. Right. It's a yeah. Anyways, yes. Um, so the seven or eight books. Seven or eight books. It's they're making a movie, not a TV series. A movie. They're making a movie out of it with Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey. Right. Matthew McConaughey plays the bad guy. Right. Which the is why I will see it. Right. Because I don't like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. I would hate him as Roland. Right. Would hate him. Right. In that role, Idris Elba. I will watch that man play anything. Sure. He's very, very handsome. Yes. Um, sorry, Matthew McConaughey, I don't think that you're handsome. I'm going to get so much hate mail, I'm sure. Yeah. All from Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just get a bunch of letters going, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> he, he's going to film his response as he drives his Cadillac, and it's going to oh, take a long time. God, it's going to be the worst. I won't watch it, Matthew. <laughs> I will not watch it. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about the movie coming out and so yeah. I wanted to read the book and you had warned me that the first one's rough. I had I had warned you the first one was rough and your husband had said you're not gonna like this. He flat out told all. me don't bother. Right. Right. Um so he only read the first two. He's he was interested in the kind of concept of like the journey like what so I don't know about the version like the edition that you read, but in the edition that I read, Stephen King did a foreword where he was yeah. like, look, when I wrote this, yeah. I put in so much extra shit that it didn't need. Yeah. I have since gone through and pared it down as much as I can. Right. That is what I am giving to you now. Right. I'm really sorry. Keep reading the series. I promise it gets better. That and, and yeah. And that's what you had told right. me. So I think Kevin didn't get far enough into where it gets better. The second. He was interested in like the journey, the kind of. Lord of the Rings questiness of it, I think. And I'm not interested in that at all. Yeah, I'm not For either. me, Stephen King, if you're not, if you don't like the characters and you don't want to see what, you know, if, if you can't imagine the characters in this book hanging out and just having breakfast and just like talking, then they're not, then it, is, it isn't a good Stephen King book and I'm right. not interested. Right. I, the, and the characters in the Dark Tower book, the, the main quartet, I would, I, would, I, would, I would read them doing anything. You have to be able to imagine yeah. them sitting around eating breakfast in the desert because that's basically all they do in the first book. Right. Well, it and, and he isn't even... a whole lot of him wandering around a desert by himself. Right. Him being the gunslinger, um, Idris, well, Idris Elba, right. is wandering around in a desert following 
weeks behind Matthew McConaughey's right. character. And he meets some people. The things that I was interested in were the backstories. Yes. Not so much his when he was a child backstory. Oh, that's our timer. Okay, guys, we're done. <laughs> no, we had to set a timer for ourselves just so that we don't go too late. But let's at least finish this okay. thought. Give us seven more minutes. All right. I'm going to give us ten more minutes and then we'll go. Okay. So I'm interested. I'm not necessarily interested in his whole, like, coming of age, fighting to be a man kind of backstory. That actually didn't. Oh, is the really... hawk stuff in, in. That's in the first one. Oh, interesting. Okay. That didn't really interest me. I loved when he was in when he was staying in the town of Tull. Yeah, I think it was called Tull. Mm-hmm. Um, with Allie, yeah, the the barmaid. Like yeah. all of that was interesting, except when she was talking about the man in black resurrecting that guy. Yeah, and that was super weird. Yeah, there's some stuff in this book that is super weird. Like both the type of stuff that I don't like about the Lord of the Rings type journey quest stories, which is yeah. a lot of walking right and not much else happening like right. i don't care how empty his water skin is sure let's get to where something is sure. happening and it's really hard because he's alone for a lot of right. it so there's no one so it's like you he has to put he you know his water skin was nearly empty because you can't just fill your pages with and then he walked some more and right. then he walked but some you more. also can't cut all of that out because right. then you don't have a book Right, which would have been maybe okay. Which would have been maybe okay. Except uh, apparently the rest of the series is really good. I will say the fourth book is a flashback. Um, okay. And so you, you, you get to see his friends more. like okay. the, the And uh, Cuthbert and Elaine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you're really going to like them. Okay. Like in, the, in the fourth book, like in the first book, I don't think you really get to see them. No. But by the fourth book, he, he's Stephen King, like capital S, capital K, you know. The Stephen King the we love, and he's of. yeah, and so we get to see these characters, and like, oh, I'm getting chills just remembering. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, about that. that one's gonna be good. I was excited to start the Gunslinger because I was like, everybody's telling me I'm gonna hate this, so I am gonna fucking love this yeah. book if it kills me. I I didn't. Yeah, it nearly. Killed I me. had it. I, it didn't nearly kill me. It took me. A real like a good two and a half weeks to get through it, and it's not a big. Book. It's really not. You said the the longest book, the longest short book I've ever read. I think was your yes. Goodreads review. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yes, it was a very long short book. I recall the, it was that especially scene. long because I had a stack of four other books that I really want to read, right. sitting on my nightstand, right. waiting for me to finish it. But I was like, okay, James told me to get to the part where he meets the kid, and if I'm not in. Then just read the Wikipedia synopsis and move on to the second book eventually. Yeah. And there were so many chunks where I was like, I'm in. I am reading this. I am really into this. And then we would get to, you know, Harry, Ron, and Hermione walk around in the woods some more. Right. And yeah, those were the parts like I skimmed. A lot. I don't know if I can technically say I read this book because I did a lot of there is no dialogue on these pages. I am skipping them. And again, it, there's there's very little dialogue because unless it happens in flashback, right. he's by himself. Um, he meets... He, I'm, I'm going to spoil this because honestly, and I will, I will honestly say this, if you want to read the Dark Tower books and you want to just read the Wikipedia page, I think you'd be okay too. So I'm going to spoil this. Yeah, that's... He, he finds... I, I was always sort of confused about this. He... Catches up with the man in black, but the man in black is like long dead or something. 
Okay, like he, this book made no sense to me. Yeah. There were so many things like that where he catches up to the man in black, has a conversation and a meal with him, goes to sleep and wakes up and the man in, and he has aged 10 years and the man in black is like a, a skeleton, skeleton right. in tattered clothes right. sitting across from him. Right. And I don't know is that like obviously there's a lot of weird tricks of time and place right. in this world. Right. But I didn't understand if that was meant to be a trick of the man in black or did he actually sleep for 10 years or was it all a dream yeah i think i think that i think the answer that i've i've you know i think i don't remember when i read this it was in college okay um i so probably you know like 10 10 12 years ago um what i i guess i i console myself with is it was just a trick that the man in black did it was it was he he left that body and and, and went on. It's it, the bot. So, right. the, so Roland had the meal and whatever with him and went to sleep. And the next morning, right. woke up to a skeleton right. and feeling that he had aged ten years. It's it's the fact that it specifically said he had aged ten years. His hair was graying at the, graying and thinning at the temples. Right. So I mean, it, and I I don't I don't remember. I remember being like, okay. Yeah. I guess we'll just keep going then. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of that. Like, the whole thing where the man in black brings that dude back to life. Yeah. There was a lot of, okay, I'm just going to keep skimming. And we never really did get resolution on the 19 thing. Um. Okay. So In this book. 19, but what you're going to, and I don't know that you ever actually. Mm, she comes up to him and she says, I oh, said, right. I said, or kill me, Roland. I said 19, kill me. Yeah. And he does. Right. Um, 19 is, I think, Stephen King's favorite number. Okay. And it show, and if you start looking for it, it's in all his books. Okay. If he has to think of a number, if he has to put a number, then it doesn't matter what that number is. It's probably 19. Okay. Or 1919 or whatever. Okay. So there's something to do with, I don't know if it's him tying it all into the Dark Tower or if he just likes the number 19 or if there's some sort of I Ching thing or like numerology thing or whatever. Right. Um... I'm not sure. For those who haven't read this, there's a, a character who is brought back from the dead, and the man in black tells this woman, if you ever want to know what lies beyond death, just say the word 19 to this guy. Yeah. And you will know, and it will drive you insane, and you will pray for death. Yeah. And she does, and she does. Yeah. Yeah, he he wrote this back in the seventies. It was, was like one of his early writings. I think of him writing this book in a college notebook in college. Yes, it reads very much like he was assigned in a creative writing class to write a story in the style of like Tolkien, right? Like write a Tolkien esque story, and he's or like combine well, two genres. And, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, and he's like, I'm gonna take Tolkien. And the Wild West. Yeah. And then add my own weird Stephen King twist to it. And it, for me, it doesn't quite work. Right. So. But there are parts that do. And that is what kept me going through it. And that combined with you telling me that I should keep going is what makes me want to keep going. The thing about the Dark Tower series is there are, the the parts that really, really worked for me increase. Good. There are other parts where I was, there were, I'm not a skimmer by any means, but there were parts where I was like, "Uh uh-huh, yep, all right, 
whatever. We're keeping going. I don't really understand what's going on. Still walking through the desert. This doesn't make sense. The, there, there doesn't. There, it's sort of a constant walk. It's sort of a constant right. journey. But there are detours and like, and like, interludes. Not interludes, right. but like, the path goes is straight, but like, it, it has many like, they go through many worlds to, yeah. to whatever. Um, there are many worlds beyond these. And flashbacks. And, and flashbacks and, and, and like, there are portals to other dimensions, as we right. know, because the, the, because of Ur. Right, right. Um, so, in the drawing of the three, the second book, he takes out some of the, they walked and walked and walked, my water skin's getting dry. Okay. And puts in some, here's what the real world is like, here's a, per, here's some people from the real world who have their have distinct personalities and are interacting with this basically Roland becomes not, not a joke but he but like how serious he is in the gunslinger mm-hmm. becomes sort of like oh boy look at this guy you know all okay. you know tall dark and ugly and so serious about everything becomes sort of like it's become sort of almost the humanization of Roland okay over the course of the dark tower okay which really works so the parts that, like, the, the beginning of Rose Matter that we were saying, right. like, when, when that part, when, when a similar situation, not situation, but a similar style started to lay itself out in Drawing of the Three, okay. I was like, okay, okay. Now, I'm, now I'm feeling you. Okay, because I have, I've got a bunch of non-Stephen King yeah. books that I need to read before they're due back to the library. Right. I've got... Right now I'm reading one called The Woman in Cabin 10. Yes. I've just started it. It's by Ruth Ware. She also wrote a book called In a Dark, Dark Wood that was that I found on one of those This Is Like Gone Girl lists. And it's not, but it was good. Yeah. It's thriller-esque. Um, <laughs> it's not, but I still liked it. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I mean, it's, it, it's a thriller, but it's yeah. not. It's like Gone Girl in the way... Like I would put, I would lump it on a hey here are some really well written thrillers that you might enjoy right if you liked Gone Girl or if you liked The Girl on the Train it's right. like that kind of right so I'm so I'm looking forward to this one and I have a few others but I still I have a lot of Stephen King I had to return Doctor Sleep yeah. to the library because somebody else had requested it and yeah. I still haven't read The Shining yet yeah and I have The Stand which will take me a while yeah yeah well. So, uh, but the stand is one of the biggest tie-ins to the Dark Tower. I know, and so I kind of feel like I want to finish the Dark Tower series before I read the stand. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Do you need me to give you the stand back at any point in the future? Oh no, 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 no. Do you okay. have my copy? Of the I stand? have your copy. Of oh, it. don't worry about it. Okay, um, you've read it. You don't plan to reread it at any time right, soon. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah, I I took the Gunslinger very, or I took the Dark Tower very, very slowly. Like every one, you know, I read a, a Dark Tower book every now and then. Okay. And I think that that worked. I mean, I, I wouldn't blame you for hitting them more frequently than that because you read more books than I do. Right. Um, but I would say I don't know that binging them is a great idea. Yeah. I had thought that since he basically said this is one super long book that I broke into installments. Yeah. I was like, well, maybe I'll read them all one after the other. I will not. I can already say from having read The Gunslinger, no matter how good these get, I will not be able to binge the entire series without a break in between. Yeah. So I'm definitely, I've got The Woman in Cabin 10. I've got one called Jane Steele that is like, it's like a modern twist on Jane Eyre. Okay. But I kind of get the feeling that it's like, 
if Jane Eyre meets Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh. I mean... Oh. But, like, in a good way... Okay. It's been recommended. I could be completely wrong about the Fifty Shades of Grey part. Yeah. Not like a fan fiction of Jane Eyre, but more like a... Like an S&M Jane Eyre? Maybe. I don't know. I... Yeah. I don't even remember who had mentioned it, but somebody mentioned it, and I was like, oh, Jane Eyre, I'm in. Yeah. And then I've got... One called All the Missing Girls. I've that heard is another that, I thriller, I think, type yeah. thing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get through those and then I will re I'll request the the name of three. The drawing of the, the drawing three. of the three yeah. from the library. I've also got the magicians by Lev Grossman <laughs> sitting on my I keep pushing it off requested list. I tried to read it back it's when so it first tough. I tried to read it back when it first came out, and I felt like it was a lot like The Gunslinger. There was so much where I was like, I don't know what the fuck is happening here. Yeah. To the point where I don't care. So I, I, I only made it to the, um, where they all turn into foxes and have sex in the snow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm, I'm out. I can't anymore. Yeah. But the show is so good. I haven't watched the show. It's so good. It's mm. on sci-fi? Stars? I don't think it's stars. Maybe it's stars. Hmm. No, because there's no boobs. Oh. And on stars, the boobs are the stars. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, okay. Did you coin that No, phrase? I think that... That was an Aprilism. Oh, okay. Hi, April. <laughs> Hi, April. <laughs> yeah, no, I think she said on stars, the tits are the stars. Ah. Because I was watching that show Flesh and Bone, and I was like, it's about ballet and boobs. And yeah. it should have been called Tutus and Tatas. Oh. And, was, and she was like, well, it's on stars, and on stars, the tits are the stars. I see. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of want to try it again, but I might just watch the show and enjoy the show for the show. I I listened to it. I think we've talked about this before, so I don't need to go into it. But yeah. I listened to The Magicians on audiobook. I might do better in audio form. It was, it was harder because I couldn't refer back to things. That's right. my big problem with audiobooks is like, Same. if I wasn't listening when you said the crucial thing, then we're going to have a problem here. Because I'm like, wait... Who is this person? Yeah. Um, and also, I don't know what their name looks like, so I can't recognize them when you bring them up, because I don't right. because, like, whatever. The thing about the Dark Tower series is that they, they do, like, like, Drawing of the Three picks up on that beach. Okay. And then, where, where Drawing of the Three ends, the Wasteland begins. Like, okay, so they so pick in, up in a way, right they're, the they're, right, but I think that's the only way in which I ever felt like, oh man, I'm gonna get, like, it's not like... To go back to Tolkien, it's not like the begin the you know the end of Two Towers, which ends with um, the main character. Basically, you're like, uh, did the main character just get killed by a spider? Because it seems like the main character just got killed by the spider, and the, then the book ended. Okay. And then, so you need to like, you're like, oh God, give me the next book. Yeah. Um, I've it does. It's not like that. I've never read any. Is it Tolkien or Tolkien or J.R.R. Tolkien? It's. I've always said Tolkien. I know it's spelled Tolkien. I've always said Tolkien. J.R.R. Tolkien. J.R.R. Tolkien. Christy Swanson. It may not actually matter because he's dead and can't tell us how his name is pronounced. But hey, if anybody knows how his name is actually pronounced, tweet us or join our Facebook group, which we told you about, and tell us. Or on Instagram, you can take a picture or a video of you pronouncing the name. Yeah. That'd be fun. That would be fun. (laughs) Everybody do that. That's what I want. Oh my God. We just... Fill our feed with videos of you pronouncing J.R.R. Tolkien and Christy Swanson. Yeah. I mean, for serious, do it. I would love that. That'd be fun. 
So I, I think, think that's, that's gonna do it. it for now. Yeah, Stephen King year is going pretty well. Yeah, this good. Year. I think. Um, I, think, I can't wait for you to finish Rose Matter so I can... <laughs> You're going to get a text from me, like, early in the morning one morning, and I'm just going to be like, what the hell was that? Right? Um, yeah. That's, and that is when I will text you back. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think next year I'm going to add... Have I already said this? I'm going to add my uh, Kindle purchased books that I get. Um, because of Amazon Prime, I get a free book every month. Oh. Yeah. But it's like it's like a preview... like. They're books that aren't technically out yet, but I get to pick from like like six books or something. I want that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Except that our Prime account is in Kevin's name. Yeah, I bet Kevin gets an email every month. He probably does, and he probably ignores it. Yeah, because he only reads like obscure fantasy. Yeah, so I have all those like on my account. So, so that's what you're going to. That's going to add. Through. I'm going to add that as a shelf because you yeah. know I do random number generator yeah, for yeah. picking books too. And then I'm also going to add uh, my Goodreads want to read list because I'm sick of adding yeah. things and then not read. <laughs> yeah. So those are going to be two new shelves that I'm going to put on my random number generator. Okay. I'm bringing it up to an even 10 shelves. Ugh. There um, are too many books in the world. Yeah, for real. All right. Well, I think that I think, yeah. that's going to be good. We're going to wrap it up. Thank yeah. you to Jamie Shaheen for our theme song, which is fantastic. And it is called Did You Guys Know That There's a Ladder Down Here? Yep. Yeah. And nope, there's no that. It's called Did You Guys Know There's a La- There Was a Ladder Down Did you guys know there was a ladder down here? Yes. That is what it's called. That And the end we did know that. Yes. I've been James. I've been Aaron. And Are you doing a Griffinism? No, does Griffin say that? On Rose Buddies at least. He constantly he's like, I've been Griffin McElroy. And Rachel always she's like I'm Rachel McElroy, and Griffin goes, I'm still Griffin McElroy. It's a, I think he did it once on accident, and it's kind of become like a running thing that he does sometimes. Um, I think Griffin is secretly like the most hilarious person in the entire world. I love Griffin McElroy. Um, I have yet to watch something that he has partaken in that I'm not like, that was hilarious, and I think largely due to Griffin's yep. contribution. Like, I mean, like when like you know Magnus does that, like yeah, fine, but like. Uh, Magnus just got Steven in the episode I'm on. Yes. Did you happen to notice, did he specify how Steven's name is spelled? Uh, No, he specified what Steven's full name was, but not how it's spelled. I think it's with a V. Okay, because, uh, so, Travis posted a picture on Instagram of his dog Buttercup dressed in a goldfish costume that someone had sent him. Yeah. And he said Buttercup dressed as Steven the goldfish. But he spelled it with a PH? No, and he spelled it with a V. And yeah. so I have my Goldeen in Pokemon Go is named Steven with a V because it's goldfish. Yeah. And I had posted a picture of that on the Adventure Zone Appreciation Group on Facebook. And a bunch of people were like, I thought it was with a PH. And I was like, according to Travis's Instagram, it's a V. Uh, I mean, and, and Travis is the one that, that named him. I mean, that doesn't mean that Travis has forgotten how he spelled his name but three seconds after he finished. Because he said he wrote it down. Because he said his name is Stephen something, 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 the goldfish. And Griffin's like, write that shit down. And Magnus is like, or, and, and Travis is like, got it. Okay. So he wrote it down right as he said it. Okay. So I think that, that, that Travis knows how to spell his own So it's Stephen with a V. Yeah. So um, there. Yes. <laughs> Um, well, I'm still Aaron. And I have been James. Are you still James? Um, yes. Will you continue to be James? We'll see. We'll see. The, the, the funny, the, the, the joke is, the, um, is um, I've been James and you've been great. 
That's that's like the the like late oh. night. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if that's what Griffin is re- is referencing. It's like an old like three a.m. MC of a like a nightclub sort of. I don't know if he was conscience consciously consciously conscientiously referencing anything. I yeah. think he honestly just, just being weird. So they record Rose Buddies after they watch The Bachelor at In Paradise. There are a lot of unspoken parentheses in that right. statement, which it ends at like 10 p.m. So then they have to record a podcast. So he's punchy? Yes. Often not sober. Ah, there you go. Like a lot of the time he's had some wine during the show, whereas Rachel is staying sober and taking copious notes. Right. Griffin's just drinking. So Griffin, it's more like the Rose Buddies. Uh, and they have made that re- that joke. Yes. Damn it! I um, I unhigh five myself. Yeah. You just unhigh fived yourself. This has been unabashedly obsessed. We talk a lot.